Hi guys, and welcome back to the Tea and Rebage Brotherhood again. How's it been? How's it going? I hope it's going great for you guys. So, I wanted to kind of talk about all the freaking shows that I have been watching. So, as you know, first off, let's talk about The Elephant in the Room, which is Wednesday. I binged that show on the first day it came out like me and my partner were so we ended up watching the whole thing like the same day it was really really good by the way um i do recommend it if you are interested but i do have some qualms about like the dynamics in some of the relationships and i'm not and i'm really gonna sit there and say uh them inspired me to watch the rest of like the old movies from like the 2000s and 90s and uh, it was so good. It was so cute to see them again. Uh, I can really say, though, this Morticia wasn't giving. Um, but otherwise than that, I found the story interesting. And I think that sometimes people forget that they're not an isolated group of people. Like, they, a lot of, like, ever since, like, the 2000s, everyone wants to pretend that they're isolated. But they're really not. They have community, and they also deal with the day-to-day, -day, everyday people. So interesting that they put it this way but um all right and also where the fuck is pugsley okay where's the where's the little maniac we all know and love where is he he should he should be included in this i just i just feel like i should say that um so yes i have been reading for the first time in forever i feel like i don't read enough um ever since i broke my arm and been depressed as shit <laughs> so I ended up reading The Young Master's Revenge because I have all four volumes. And I was like, oh, okay, let me, let me check it out. So I mean, like, read it. And I must say that I actually did it. It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. I did also enjoy it. I should have seen it coming. I did more like a Butterflies Over Flowers or... But, no, not Over Flowers. Butterflies Over Flowers, which is a Jose. Or... Um, what's it called? What's the other one that it's has a kind of similar background to it? What is it? Flowers and flowers and oh, Matsumusi Revenge. You guys know it's on country or whatever. Um, I expected something along those lines. It wasn't exactly the same, but it did have elements of both, which I found like to be a really good story. So let's talk about what this is about, okay? So, The Young Master's Revenge is a shoujo manga, and it is only four volumes, where this young man named Leo, Leo was basically new money. He was coming into new money, and he was to make friends and socialize, specifically with a young girl named Tenema. Tenema is from a very wealthy clan wealthy family who's well known and her branch of the family her parents actually run a department store and leo's parents are running a fashion brand so it's in good nature to kind of get them to be friends or whatever you know business speaking <laughs> So he does, and we're presented with a story that he doesn't really like her, but he was forced to spend time with her or whatever. And during the course of that, he ends up getting uh, bit on his booty 
by two snapping turtles. And I don't know if you know this, but snapping turtles hurt like a bitch. Um, <laughs> so before she had a chance to kind of like apologize for getting at, like getting into a situation, which mind you, she did really see him as a friend. He ended up going to America with his parents for business or whatever. But he has it in his head that he's going to come back for her and he's going to make her fall in love and basically humiliate her the way she humiliated him and quote unquote tortured him. So finally he's getting back to Japan. It's been like 10 years later. And he is first of all terrified by terrified by uh, freaking turtles. I feel like there's a phobia for it name, but uh, I don't, I'm not going to look for it. It's not my business. Uh, <laughs> He goes straight to the old mansion, basically. And he tries to find her, and he does. He ends up finding her, but she's not who she used to be. And the mansion that she had is now in foreclosure. So he's, like, shook, and he realizes, like, oh, somehow, somewhere along the way, she ended up losing all her money. And he asks her, like, well, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, my parents aren't here anymore. They left. To go to like a little segregated Japanese island and they're trying to make their lives there, but I didn't want to go. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to abandon my home. She's like, I'm staying with relatives right now, but I've been going from hand to hand. So, literally, like, he came back expecting her to become like this lady that he can kind of tear down, but she was already in a horrible position even before he walked in the door. So, she was already fucked up from the get go. So he's kind of like upset, like, oh, do I even do this anymore? But he's like, hey, you know, she still herself. She's still this airheaded kind of girl. Like, clearly she hasn't really been too affected. So fuck this bitch. I'm still going to go through with my original plan. Which is, you know, pretty fucked up, honestly, if you think about it. Um, So <laughs> he starts enacting his plan and she's like, oh. He's like, what are you doing here, though? Because his house is in foreclosure. She's like, I'm actually looking for a specific treasure that was stated to be in my house. She's like, because um, I'm going to get married, and that money might actually prevent me from getting married. So now he's also kind of like, oh, shit. Like, all right, I guess you're engaged to be married to some kind of rich old banker. Like, let me help you out a little bit or whatever. So he does. He helps her out. She, they end up not being able to find it, and she kind of go home and it's like, okay, well, um, it was nice seeing you. I don't know if I'm ever gonna have the chance to really see you again, but it was nice to know that you're still okay, you know. And bye, basically. And he kind of feels like a tinge of guilt, so he keeps on looking, see if he can find it, and ends up finding that the treasure that they were looking for was actually an old tea set that they used to play with, and the tea set was actually a specific kind of ceramic, and it was. You know, worth a lot of money, so he ended up selling it, intervening in the marriage arrangement, and managing to use uh, 10, 10k out of the 20k that that was uh, for the treasure to kind of buy her out of the marriage and basically buy her her freedom. So now she has 10k in savings, but that's barely going to cover the tuition that she has to pay because she's going back to her, you know, original school. She's never left. Now he kind of is where he starts using his money to manipulate her and it's like, hey, you know, well, since you want to go to school, and mind you, she, she doesn't know much about the real world because she was protected, basically. She was supposed to be used 
only as a tool for marriage because in her family they have to keep bringing in more wealth technically that's how they see it and they see her branch of the family as a failure because they lost their money they lost their investment which is the department store and so he's like you know you need to learn the value of money and because i know you don't want to jump out you can come basically work for me i'll teach you how to be independent or whatever and you know all within the guise of like this is gonna make her fall in love with me she takes the deal and is like okay fine um i'll work for you as a maid you teach me how to basically survive uh and she goes to school and he kind of sees how badly she's being treated like how people treat her like absolute trash and she still considers some people her friends and he kind of breaks down on her and is like hey bro like you know that i'm doing all of this to make you fall in love with me so i can get revenge for all the shit that you've done for me and she's like you know what like if that's what you need to get this off your chest if i've been such a bad friend then so be it i'll work with you you know so you can feel whatever revenge vengeance you need to have on me like, she's such a good person like honestly it's it's unfair like her situation <laughs> so he so like they kind of cohabitate and of course she has a guy who's interested in her who is one of the heads of the school he is the council president he has a lot of money and he wants to kidnap her and keep her for himself it's a lot of tension and she ends up transferring from that school to the poorer school down the block and this is supposed to lower her tuition she never asked uh for leo to follow her but he does he does follow her and he kind of starts realizing that his feelings may have been particularly screwed because he framed their situation in a way that was negative to try and make himself feel like he wasn't as good as her or worthy of her love and attention that he was. And so there's this whole like, will they, won't they now? And she starts to follow with him, but she also knows like what his intentions are. And at one point she, we find out that her family isn't necessarily poor by choice. They didn't mismanage any kind of money. The reality was that another branch of the family pulled the rug underneath them and used their department store collateral and never paid it off in an attempt to kind of isolate the daughter and use her as a pawn for marriage to the highest bidder and now that her family is behind her and doesn't feel like she needs to do anything that they had to kind of get rid of them and here comes leo and basically negotiating and giving her a second chance so it's like a whole big problem but you know now she's on her own two feet her parents helped her get a little apartment it wasn't much but she's making do of it the rose king who's a president whatever is still in love with her he's still helping her the guy that she originally had um, an arranged marriage with is still currently also helping her it's a lot <laughs> so it's really good i think it's a really cute story um about like the psyche what we do to make ourselves kind of feel better about certain things so i found it to be like a really good little read it wasn't super intense it was very pretty it was very 
love it's very interesting love story to see him kind of realize yo like i have been an absolute piece of crap to this woman this whole time how am i even supposed to face her hilarious so that's that for you know what i've been reading give me a second i'm gonna take some water real quick Back. Okay. I decided to revisit an old anime. And uh, you don't know how to judge me because I kind of had to. So I was like, hey, you know what? I've been kind of upset about the lack of like real shoujo manga. So what I decided to do was to watch what's it called um brothers complex all over again but this time i watched it in english because i feel like i didn't pay too much attention in the japanese version because i was just like the premise is over the top and this was just going past me but no this shit was funny this shit was low-key funny so let me kind of go over i had to take whole notes bro whole notes I'm literally opening it up for them so we first meet our girl, I think her name is like Emma or whatever, and she is on the way to go meet her new fucking family. Um, and her dad is getting married to this woman who has 13 kids, goddamn, by the way, 13 kids, and they live in like this really cool like apartment complex with like multiple floors. It's really nice. And <laughs> all of these brothers are menaces in their own fucking right. Okay, all of them. <laughs> I'm gonna give you my favorite brother. Cause they're not like so it's like a separate situation. Uh so it's dirty as hell. But uh the story is Shoujo, so it's technically age appropriate, but still, like mm, it, I, I wanna give it the side eye. Putting my judgments aside, let's talk about the characters. The first one I took a note of was uh hold on, let me write get his name. Subaru. Subaru is like a Mori looking temperamental dude who is into sports. Alright? He's really, really into sports. That's if one of the first people you notice. Then you notice Ukio, who looks exactly like Nanami. Literally. He knows <laughs> about Nanami looking motherfucker. <laughs> who cooks and manages a whole family by the way, manages the whole family, that's him. And he's a fucking lawyer. Mm? Not afraid to give house husband, which I respect. Then we meet Luis, which is like the, he was giving gay, but he wasn't, um, stylist, who for some reason is one of the only people who can understand her pet squirrel, Emma's pet squirrel. I don't know where he learned to speak squirrel, but 10 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> just for that alone. <laughs> then there's a uh, Kagame. He is, he's giving ghetto on, uh, ghetto from just uh, cousin, but blonde. And he immediately was the first one to start with the perving. Literally. Also, he dresses like that. I mean, he's like a whole like prink priest looking like buddha looking <sighs> it's hard for me to explain uh he's a whole priest hostess yeah it's a, it's a whole vibe i guess uh he was giving very much creepy perv and very come here give me a hug type of dude mm. 
It gave red flags, but he was pretty. Anyways, then there was Futo, who was one of my least favorites, and I wanted to throw my Jankleta TV for him. Uh, Futo is an asshole rock star with pink hair who's mean as fuck, demanding and pushing, and very um, incesty. Again, yeah, really. They're all incesty, but he was giving me extra incesty. Then there's Laura, which is like the rural, whatever the hell they want to call him, protective, you know, silver-haired dude who takes care of the flowers and is always there for really good advice. Then there's Tabaski, which is like the one of the twins, and he's like my bad, not twins, triplets, who is like a flirty verse actor. He also has like silver hair, but like lighter silver hair. It's like this nice little beauty mark, and he's like a really go getter and kind of envious and he's the first one to go get that kissy kiss and the way he does it is inappropriate uh then there's mosamia who is a pediatrician he's always busy he's one of the oldest in the family and there's azai who is the one of the other triplets and he's a voice actor he's very detail oriented he also has a beauty mark and he's usually like the second fiddle to, you know, to Swessy. And then we meet the last of the triplets, which is Yusuke. And he is giving... He looks like an adult version of Koi from, uh... Heel from, uh, Fruits Baskets. Like an adult version of him. And he also has, like, a very similar kind of adultish personality. Like, if he was, like, 20 years older mentally, but, like... Six to seven years older physically you know it's 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 a weird it's 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 up there you know it's, it's hard for me to explain but if you get it you get it uh <laughs> and he is you know a no 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 no, 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 no. that's not not sume sorry that's not sume he's the one who looks like him and he's a video game uh producer or something like that he, he works with a video game company and he's unlike his brothers who are very together together he's more of like the aloof he's one of the only ones to actually physically move out and not be present in the house um <laughs> but he is also somewhat jealous and he's kind of one of my favorites because he always looks tired and hot and i respect that he looks like a businessman and i respect that um <laughs> then there's hakikaru which is like the fourth oldest and he's a cross-dresser and also very into the drama 10 out of 10 for his attitude then there's yusuke which is one of the younger ones and he goes to school with her and he is redhead he had a crush on her before that was his sister so and he's actually one of the few ones who actually has a moral complex when it comes to this he kind of sees it for like how wrong it is and the last one is the little kid one which is um what's his name wataru and he's the baby he's an airhead he don't and he don't really count like that but holy shit was this thing full of drama like so much of it and every freaking beginning of the episode there was like a love confession and she was like 
I love you. I was all brother. And I, at, that, at one point, even my partner was watching over me. And he was fucking laughing. He was like, yo, what the fuck is this? And we started taking bets on who we thought that like she should end up with. And <laughs> like I said, my favorite character was Natsume. He was my number one. My second one was Ukio, who looks like Nanami, of course. My third one, yes, I did rate it. Because logically, it seemed like they would do well together. With was a Subaru, the one that looks like Mori from uh, what's it called? Mm. Orin High School Horse Club. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so yeah, partner thought that uh, perhaps that she would do well with uh, what's his, what's his name? Right, Azua, which is the one of the voice actors with the black hair, not the silver hair, and or <laughs> and or what's his name? The one that looks like Ghetto. What was his name? Kaname. There you go. It was it was kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. It was just like who would be best for her. At the end, of course, she didn't choose anyone because that's how. You know these harem books work uh unfortunately but honestly it got me interested in seeing if maybe she does end up with somebody and also who the fuck greenlit this <laughs> because there's so many good like so many good social manga set i find it funny that that's what they went with like out of everything they could have done that's what they went with also, I want to tell you guys that I had a time that I ended up getting um, Karu Tunana. There is an omnibus that just came out in English. Yes. So Here's I. Here's what I found. Oh, Siri. Sorry. <laughs> so I ended up getting uh, the first volume. I'm waiting for tomorrow. I am waiting. I can't wait to crack it open. Sorry. Let me, let me not sing for you guys. You don't want to hear that. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I bought most of my presents for Christmas, so just a couple people, and I'm already poor. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 fun. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas is fun. Also, I did my hair green. It's not the correct shade of green that I wanted. It came out a little too neon, and I wanted it a bit more, not necessarily on the olive, but like on an emerald like a darker emerald green it came out like a very bright yellowish green so i think we'll have to add some blue to that to just try to you know, change it change the look up a little bit and maybe add some dimensions uh, it's hard it's hard to be me uh but yeah that's that's it that's it for me um i'm also working on two different stories and I put up uh, Denji's Christmas. It's available now on AO3. Um, I think I might do an audiobook for that, but I need time because I'm still finishing off the other one, the more traditional Japanese one that I'm working on my other channel. So if you want to hear that, you can go on that ish and have fun. Also, I'm working on a child's book with one of my friends, and we're talking about publishing one. That's fun. We're just doing some editing right now. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I think this is in bang. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.